Now, I don't know what worries or concerns you might have uh, in the light of all that's been taking place with the coronavirus. There's certainly plenty of things we could be worried about, aren't there? Uh, there's the healthcare worries. Will the NHS be able to cope with um, all the potential um, folk who might need critical care? Um, what about my loved ones who, uh, who are kind of on the vulnerable list? If they get coronavirus, what will that mean? Um, what if I get it and I have to self-isolate and, and be on my own? Will I be okay? There's business uh, worries, aren't there? Uh, people running their businesses right now are, are really stressed and worried and thinking about, well, how on earth are they going to pay the bills? How are they going to be able to pay uh, to their, their wages to their employees? Uh, restaurants and pubs and cinemas and hotels and airlines are greatly hit. And people are worried, how, how are I going to keep my business afloat? There's the personal finance worries. Uh, will I have enough money? Will I lose my job? What if I can't work? How will I pay the rent? How will I keep up the mortgage? Um, people seem to have some shopping worries at the moment. Will I be able to buy food? Will I be able to buy toilet paper? Uh, and then now we've announced, uh, heard the announcement that schools will end and so parents will be thinking, well, how on earth am I going to take care of these children at home all day? And now we've got on top of that church worries. I mean, we've had to shut our Sunday gatherings. What's that, what's that going to mean for our church? Um, we're going to miss seeing each other. Will, will the giving reduce? Uh, will people begin to drift spiritually? There are lots of worries and concerns we might have at this time. Now what does God have to say to us? Well please open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 and I'm going to read from verse 25 to 34. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. So let me read. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own.
This is God's word. The Lord Jesus knew that his disciples would worry about things. Uh, That's exactly why he addresses it in the Sermon on the Mount. And three times the repeated command is clear. Do not worry. But Jesus knows that we need more than a command for us to be able to remove all the worries out of our lives. I mean, why do we worry? Uh, Our answer is that we worry about having the basics of life, I guess. One answer would be that. You know, we we worry about life. We worry about whether we're going to eat or drink. We worry about our bodies, what we'll wear. But Jesus gives a deeper diagnosis of the reason for worry in verse 30. You of little faith. It turns out that our worry is a, is a spiritual issue. It means that we've allowed our fears to so fill our sight that we've lost um, the object of our faith. We're no longer seeing him. Last Sunday, Adam reminded us that uh, while Peter had his eyes fixed on Jesus, he was, he was able to even walk out on the water to Jesus. But then his eyes turned away from Jesus to the wind and the waves and he sank like a stone. Uh, thankfully, Jesus had not stopped watching over him and, and so he reached out and grabbed Peter to save him. Now, when you're driving along in a car, uh, you'll often get little warning lights uh, appearing Uh, on the dashboard just to tell you you need to do things like uh, uh, check the oil, uh, check the tire pressure or even uh, more drastically stop the engine. Now when we experience worry and anxiety that's like a little warning dash light that should alert us to this. We have lost sight of our Heavenly Father. uh, That in some sense we've stopped trusting Him. And so if we are finding ourselves getting suffocated with anxiety and worry at the moment, then I thought it would be worth us listening to Jesus again. For here Jesus gives four great reasons to keep trusting our Father God. And and by kind of understanding these four great things about our Father God, that will help us, I think, to, to obey this command, do not worry. So four things. First thing, your father feeds. Uh, This is verse 25 to 27. Um, Perhaps you're full of worries right now. Well, what what could you do? Well, Jesus says, um, look out of the window. Uh, Look out the window right now. If you're you're near a window, look out the window. And uh, look at the birds. The answer to our worry apparently is a bit of ornithology. Jesus says, uh, look at the birds of the air. These amazing creatures that are flitting around your hedges and swooping in the air. They're alive and well, even though you didn't put any bird feeder stuff out. To be honest, if all the birds in our uh, nation required us to put the bird seed out, it would cost so much money, wouldn't it? But we don't do that. And you know what? They still get well fed. Uh, they've not got farming plans. They don't sow or reap. They, they don't build stores. Uh, they don't put produce away in barns. And yet they are so wonderfully alive. Now how is this? Because our heavenly Father feeds them. 
Our Heavenly Father is the great creator of the heavens and the earth. He sustains all things. Earlier, Ashley read from Psalm 104. It's a great psalm of praise to, to our God who sustains his planet and his creatures. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. All creatures look to you to give them their food at the proper time. I just love the, the variety of shapes and colors and, and types of birds that we get to see in Edinburgh. And uh, we have a heavenly father who feeds them all. And so, you know what, if we're worried or anxious, spend time looking at the birds. Praise and thank God for them. And thank God for the way he keeps providing for each of them. And then I want you to be reminded of this next point. You are more valuable than the birds. Are you not, not much more valuable than they, Jesus says? You are so much more valuable to your heavenly father than the birds. Um, you know, read the opening accounts of Genesis and you'll see the great skill and power of God who uh, creates all things. Uh, he creates the birds and the fish and the land animals and then he creates as, as the pinnacle of his creation, mankind, male and female, who are made uniquely in his image. We are image bearers of God called to rule over his creation. From creation, know this, you are more valuable than the birds. And so if our heavenly father feeds the birds, then he will certainly be able to feed and sustain us. So why do we worry so much? Uh, the truth is our worrying is so futile and impotent. Look at verse 27. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? It's amazing how much time we devote to worrying when it achieves so little. Uh, not only do we not gain an hour, but there's good uh, evidence to show that if you're constantly stressed, uh, you might significantly reduce the length of your life. So uh, worrying is actually something that's going to reduce the amount of time rather than add to it. So look out of the windows. Go for a walk in the park. Look at the birds. And remember, your father feeds them. Secondly, your father clothes. Uh, verse 28 to 30. Verse 28, why do you worry about clothes? So take another look out the window. This time, uh, don't look up in the air where the birds are uh, flying around. Look at your garden. Uh, hopefully there's still some snowdrops out. Uh, there's some, uh, some cheerful little daffodils, brings uh, warmth to every Welshman's heart to see the daffodils. Um, think about these flowers. Did they have to work hard to achieve this look? Uh, did they have to go to design boards? Did they have to sew fabrics together to look so perfect and beautiful? No. Verse 29. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Solomon, the wealthiest king of Israel, uh, the man who knew to how, how to have bling, and yet with all his incredible resources, he did not look as good as these flowers of the field. And what's extraordinary about the everyday beauty of the flowers in the field that God has made is that they are, they're so fleeting and short. It's here today and, and gone tomorrow. It's just fuel for the fire. 
And as you look and thank God for the beauty of the flowers that have grown around us, then remember this. You are so much more valuable than snowdrops and daffodils. Verse 30. If this if that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? We are so valuable to our creator God, uh, despite even our rebellion and our sin. After Adam and Eve uh, disobeyed God's command, they hid from God in the Garden of Eden. But out of God's amazing grace, he came down searching for them. And one of the things he did for them was that he made them garments of skin to clothe their sin and their shame. We have an amazing father who knows how to clothe uh, the flowers in the field, but he knows how to clothe us. He sent his one and only son to be the serpent, uh, the serpent crusher defeating the, the evil one who tempted Adam and Eve to sin. He who came clothed in human flesh to be our sin offering, to take our sin and our shame and to clothe us in his perfect righteousness. I love the picture of this in the Old Testament prophecy of Zechariah. There's Joshua, uh, the high priest. He's dressed in filthy clothes. He, he's not able to function as a priest of the people because of his uh, sin and, and the, the covering of shame on him. And then an angel declares, take off his filthy clothes. See, I've taken away your sins and I'll put fine garments on you. And then the promise comes from the Lord Almighty. I will remove the sin of this land in a single day. And so we have a heavenly father who knows how to clothe us. At great cost, even in the death of his own son, he has spiritually clothed us. He saved us from the fires of hell and he's guaranteed us eternal life as those who are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And so, of course, he certainly knows how to clothe us physically and how to keep us in this life. Just look at the garden. Observe the flowers. And know this about uh, our Heavenly Father. Your Father feeds and your Father clothes. Thirdly, your Father knows. Verses 31 to 32. So verse 31. Do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. See our heavenly father is not like a distracted dad watching the game on TV as the children struggle to get his attention. He knows what we need. The pagans, the people who, who don't know God as their heavenly father. They panic and they run after the stuff they think will preserve their life. And we see plenty of evidence of that, don't we? As people panic by food and toilet rolls and other things from the supermarket shelves. Of course, it's understandable. How scary when you do not have a heavenly father who's caring for you. But we do. And he knows what we need to sustain our lives. And he is able to preserve and keep us right up to that point where he takes us home to be with himself. And so instead of running after all the same things that the pagans are running after, we are to be those who run to our Heavenly Father with our cares and our anxieties and our worries in prayer. 
knowing that he does care for us. And when on one day we will stand in glory with the, with the Lord Jesus Christ, we will see all the provision that our Heavenly Father has made for us in Jesus, knowing that he led and provided and cared for us all along the way of our lives. Fourthly, your Father is King. Look at verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus tells us, the, the worriers, uh, that we need to focus on something more important than what we normally are worried about. Uh, coronavirus is scary to people, especially uh, if you think that this life is all that there is. Uh, we're all getting a taste right now of how our lives really are not uh, so much under our control as, we, as we'd like to think. That we are surrounded by uh, forces and situations that are well beyond our control. But you know what? This is a great time to be reminded that I am not the king of my kingdom. Um, God is the king. And it is his kingdom that really matters. Uh, life is not actually all about revolving around me. If I think it is, then I'm on very shaky ground. What a relief to know and to be reminded that God is king and his kingdom is going to last forever. Even in the apparent confusion and uncertainty of a time like this, God is still ruling and reigning over his kingdom. And if we want to know uh, what to do with our worry, then Jesus says, displace it with a greater concern and priority. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. Uh, the Lord's Prayer has this near the top, doesn't it? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In his sovereignty, God has ordained this unusual season for us. Uh, who knows what opportunities God will give us to, to share the reason for the hope we have uh, because of Jesus Christ. People in our community are getting very worried about uh, the stories of uh, the potential uh, fatalities. But this is a great time for us to reach out to our neighbors and see if they need our help or support. Uh, people will have to self-isolate and, and perhaps we can get some help to them and, and medications or, or food or support them in some ways. And certainly the way that we love and care for each other as a church at this time will be a great witness to the city of Edinburgh. How long will this coronavirus situation go on for? Uh, I suppose there's all sorts of worries people will have. What, 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 will it affect my wedding? Will it affect my holiday? Will it affect my exams? Will it affect my pay? Will it affect my business? Jesus has something to tell us. Do not worry. Your father feeds. Your father clothes. Your father knows. Your father is king. So do not worry about tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow can just worry about itself. Take each day as it comes and turn to your heavenly Father for he is more than enough for each day's trouble. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can turn to you. We confess, Lord, that at times our worries can 
obscure your lovely face. And uh, we can get overwhelmed by uh, the, the different things going around us and, and, and we can give in to fear. Father, we ask that you would help us to be reminded in this week ahead, even as we look out and see the birds flying around and see uh, the flowers uh, in the garden, to know that you are the God who has uh, sustained all of this and you can sustain us. Father, we thank you that you know what we need. Father, that you love us. And we pray that uh, you would grant us the peace that comes from trusting you. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that in him we have all that we need to uh, forgive our sins, to make us right with you. Uh, we want to thank you that uh, you have put us in a church family and even though we are feeling sad about being scattered at this time, we ask that uh, we may be able to continue being a blessing and a help to each other. Oh Father, we ask even as our culture is anxious, we pray that we maybe have opportunities to share um, why we don't have to be so worried and why we are hopeful because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And so we commit all these things to you. In Christ's name, amen. Well, can I encourage you now, um, hopefully you're there at home with a few people around you. Uh, this video is going to stop, but why don't you talk about what you found helpful uh, in the Bible passage, what struck you, um, uh, if there are particular concerns or cares that uh, you want to talk about together, pray about together, knowing that your Heavenly Father cares for you. And uh, we hope, Lord willing, to keep producing a, a short service like this each Sunday that will be available at 10 o'clock uh, on Sunday morning. God bless.